When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is time to get up with the Seattle Stunner off a fabulous finish. We'll take you through every spectacular second of Monday Night Football. And then you will hear the shocking word that Jalen used afterward. Sometimes the truth hurts, but should he really have said that? Plus, a new life for the Cowboys off their Sunday stinker. We'll explain exactly what last night meant to their Super Bowl dream. All that and a whole lot more. Let's do it on a Tuesday. Here we go. That was an open. That was an open. I got got two things I need to point out. One of them, Jeffrey is wearing a tie. Tie doesn't matter. A nice shirt. The second is that Kevin Hart left an espresso machine in our green room. Graziano at this moment could run a marathon. I wouldn't even notice. We are, we are fired up and ready to go. Oh, what a game we had last night. Eagles and Seahawks. Quarterback questions headed in. Major playoff implications for both teams. Jalen Hurts battling illness all week long. He, with he would start. Oh. Drew Locke, meanwhile, starting in place of Geno Smith. Third quarter. Seahawks down 10-3. How about Kenneth Walker? Look at the shake. Ooh, Ooh. Making people hurt. But guess what? Drew Locke, lay the block to get him in his. I'll see you, big man. That's <laughs> 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 a quarterback pancake. Seahawks tie it up at 10, and then it's Jalen Hurts and it's Devontae Smith. Impressive accuracy in arm strength on the run. Good catch, Devontae Smith. It looks good for the Eagles right there. And then Jalen, he may be sick, but he can still do this. Push, push. The tush gets pushed. 14th <laughs> touchdown of the year for Hurts, tying Cam Newton's record for most ever by a quarterback in a season. Eagles up 17 10. Now it's 17 13. Jalen Hurts, this is a critical mistake. Uh, you can throw jump balls to number 11, 50-50 balls to number 6, but 16, I don't know if you want to do that. Julian Love comes down with the pick. The first of his two interceptions, they would both be costly. 17-13 Eagles. Now, final two minutes. Lock, DK Metcalf. They took over on their own eight-yard line, Jeff. Season on the line. It's all it's all there for you, Eagles. All you got to do is get a stop. Baby, got a new DC in the whole deal. Can't leave Drew Locke this much time. No. <laughs> that was oh. My the God. new DC was right there. You saw him, Matt Patricia. This is DK Metcalf. Tight. Nick, how does he catch I this? Mean, it's tight covered for Bradbury. It's hurting. He probably thought he was getting an interception. At least an incompletion, but that, it ended up with a first down. That would lead to this. How about this play? How about this throw from Drew Locke? Oh, my. He couldn't have went out there with an armed guard. That's including Dom to hand that thing to him. What a play. Wait till I show you again how good this ball. Ball. How about that ball? That is a perfect ball. And that would set up this two plays later. Will it be DK? Nope. Will it be Lockett? Uh-uh. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Great play. The best receiver wow. out of Ohio State in recent memory. I can't think of any other good one. Oh. 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 Shots fired this morning. Pete Carroll is fired up as the Seahawks take it 92 yards and take a 20-17 to lead with under 30 seconds remaining. Last gasp. A field goal would tie the game for the Eagles, so they need some yards to try and get a kick away. And instead, it is Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. 17th turnover of the season that is tied for the league lead. Seahawks rally. They win a monster game. Jalen Hurts, talk to me. We didn't execute. Um, I don't think we're we're out. We're 
uh, committed enough, you know, you know, just, just got to turn it around, you know, um, you know, it's a challenge that we have to embrace and just continue to see it through. Did he say we're not committed enough? Is is that is that what I just heard him say? Hey, that's definitely what you heard him say. <laughs> I'm, I'm merely asking. He didn't a even question. need espresso this morning. He needed that. Well, for the record, a reporter yeah. then followed up. Right. What do you he mean by that? Down. And he doubled down he on did. it. His answer got a little bit um, long and meandering, candidly. So, right. so we couldn't play you the whole thing. But he didn't. He didn't say, "Oh, I didn't mean it that way." Uh, what does that mean? I mean, I think they're desperate. This team is desperate. They were desperate last night, and we came to a game with a sick quarterback who has a bad knee, and they kept running the ball with him because it feels like they're reaching for anything. And to lose that game, and you're desperate in that situation, I think sometimes you can say some things that are a little bit out there, but they don't seem like they're not dedicated. They made what seems to have been a fairly significant coaching change in week 15. Right. right? I mean, that's not not the act of a team that thinks everything's great. Right. Right? So, like, I mean, and look, I mean, I think for the most part, the defense played better last night. It seemed like it had an impact till the last drive, obviously. Better. But uh, I, think, <laughs> I think, you know, you, you, this is a team that knows things are not going the way they, they went last year, obviously, right. for them. And something needs to be different. And if Jalen Hurts is up there saying, I don't know, maybe we're not committed enough. Maybe we need to work hard, whatever that is. Like, they're looking for answers right now. Fortunately, uh, the teams they have left on their schedule could be the kind that provide them. We talk about coaches, or at least I talk about coaches a lot in how they communicate through the media. They're communicating to the players, they're mm-hmm. communicating to fans, and I think Jalen Hurts is trying to push any button he can. Sure. And I think he says something that sounds dramatic because he's trying to wake up his team. So, so let, let's not even let, let's not parse his words. Yeah. Let's live in the reality of what happened. Okay. You are you, the ball's on the eight. Yard line, you're staring Drew Locke in Drew the face. Locke. With no disrespect to him. That's no. not Patrick Mahomes. That's Look, second, Josh game, Allen. second game in a long time. And, 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 and you've got you've made the change this week. Th- this is your moment, Jeff. Yes. You have it right there in front of you. What yeah, happened? They had everything in front of them. They knew what's on the line. Basically, the NFC East is theirs. 19-year curse is broken, whatever it is. And they don't get it done. And again, the Metcalf made a great catch on the one. But the, the first one, he's wide open in the middle. The touchdown that he throws, he gets behind Bradbury for another touchdown. It's just, it's, it's one of those you got to have it moments. And right. teams have these moments throughout the season where you know, very rarely in football do you know when those moments are going to be. Clearly last night you knew that was the moment and they didn't get it done. Yeah. I mean, call it the curse of Big Dom, whatever it is you want to call it. He's not on the sidelines. Suddenly they can't do anything. I mean, yeah. the, that, but you made an interesting point and an important one there. We don't need to say their defense is in trouble. Right. They said right. their defense For sure. They felt is they in need trouble. to make a significant right? and, change. And they did that. That's not something that teams with Super Bowl aspirations usually do a week before Christmas. So the problem is we're past the point in the season where you can make personnel changes, right? I mean, you can you can shuffle roles around, but you're still got the I mean, and the fact is the players in their secondary have not played well enough this year. I mean, we saw, you know, Bradbury last night with a rough game. Slay not even on the field. He was unable to play last night. So they need better performance from that unit, no matter who's coaching it. Uh, and right now, they, they don't have those answers back. So I understand we're going to be critical of the person who's closest to the ball when it is caught. But I also think that this, the strength of this defensive team is their front. Yeah. Like, if you remember last year, the way that games were getting closed out last season yes. was by third down. Reddick getting sacks and those guys getting yep. sacks, getting pressure. Where is that pressure? I thought that that was going to be the strength of this defense again this year, but we haven't really seen it. I was actually going to say that if you, if you looked at that drive, 
drive, even throughout the game, if you looked at Seattle, their offensive line did a great job against four-man rush of holding up. And again, when you're facing a quarterback that has not had the same amount of experience this season or even last at some point, you're going to have to heat him up. If you can't get there before, you have to do something to get him out of rhythm. He felt like he was in complete rhythm on the last drive. That's the last place you want a quarterback. Because, again, they have enough at receiver that you're scared. Like, they have skill guys oh, that you're yeah. afraid of. And so, if he can get the ball near them, they can make those yeah. heroic-type plays that you saw them make last night. I, I just didn't understand it. So, I, that's the thing, right? Seattle played a really good game. Absolutely. Right? And they had to have that game. They were 6-7 and seven going in there trying to get in the playoffs. They don't know their supposed to lose to the Eagles, right? So, right. so yeah, but that's the kind of thing. The Eagles are heading into this part. That we, well, they got Giants, Cardinals, Giants left. So right. we feel like they'll do okay against that schedule. But A, we're not 100% sure anymore. And B, after that comes the playoffs. And they're going to have to play teams like this and right. better. And right now they're not holding up. All right, so, so let's look at that side of it. That's the defense. Let's look on the other side of this. Ooh. That offense has now scored 17, 13, and 19 points in their last three games, all of them losses. They've been squeaking out wins all year long, but the bottom line of it is Shane Steichen, who was their offensive coordinator a year ago, is now coaching your Indianapolis Colts, yep. and they miss him. The offense Absolutely. hasn't looked right, and that has been sort of buried because they've been winning games. A hundred percent. I mean, you think about the rhythm that they had offensively last year, and there's, that's nowhere to be found right now. Even in games they're winning, they don't have that same they don't have that same explosiveness as an offense, whether it's in the run game or the pass game. Everything feels difficult for them right now. And and, and inopportune penalties like the Kelsey penalty, uh, you, you know, when they when they end up settling for a field goal early in the game, we move the ball, you know, six inches or a yard or whatever. It's like these kinds of things keep showing up. It happened before, they, and they got some wins even when he had those. But there's too many mistakes. I, I want to make a point. I heard someone say, I can't remember who it was. Oh, it was me that <laughs> Jalen Hurts now shares the league lead in turnovers. Yeah. If this was Dak Prescott. It was all anyway. It would be like the lead story on the evening sure, yes. news, right? And I don't even think anyone even realizes that he is turning the ball over at an alarming rate, which is exactly the opposite of what he did a year ago. Yeah, and I think that last year they it was kind of a perfect storm. They were an incredibly healthy team. They were not having this bad turnover luck. They were having good luck on the other side of the ball, where you get pressure, but it doesn't always equal sacks. Last year it always equaled yep. sacks. So right now I think I'm not going to say that Jalen Hurts is not a good quarterback. I'm I'm also not going to say that he's not making bad decisions. The Jets game comes to mind as one of the worst picks any quarterback threw all season. Mm -hmm. But some of this is also luck. So I think it's turned against them in a bad way, but they aren't good enough to overcome it. You see, some teams are good enough to overcome those bad turns, and that goes back to what we've been saying about them all season. You can't put yourself in these close game situations because at some point it's going to jump on you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, no disrespect to Drew Locke, but that pass that he threw is not a pass that you expect him to complete too many times, but he did it last yeah, night. That's right. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know whether the turnovers are a symptom of a bigger problem. You talk about how it's difficult for them on offense or whether it's just Jalen Hurts is not having the year we expected him to have. Right. Whatever it is, they got to get it fixed. Uh, he has not looked healthy all year long. No. I, I know people, he, he, to his credit, because he's tough and football yeah, players don't complain, he's just not, his knee has not been fine basically the entire season long. And he still ran the ball last night 13 times. Well, I mean, I think yeah. that's a sign of desperation, desperation yeah. right? I mean, the Eagles, they know how badly they need these games. Yeah, but, but make no mistake, their offense go. It, it's just no different than Buffalo. Like, when they really get into must-haves, their quarterback has to be a large yeah. part of it. And unfortunately, when you are banged up, it shows. He, he played 
listen, he played through sickness, whatever it is. But to your point, he also cost them, and that wasn't that was more mental than physical. The first touch, I mean, the first interception in the end zone, when you're on the 45, you cannot have that in that type of game. And and I will just finish this portion of the conversation, and we're coming back to it, by pointing out that Hembo of sneaky Hembo fame, who is a diehard Eagles fan, uh, is not here because he was throwing up all night. Yeah, Eagles flu. Does anyone think that was a coincidence? No coinky-dink there. It is a full Eagle flu. Yeah, exactly right. It's been coming on the last few weeks. Now I got it. It jumped on him. The the second Jackson Smith and Jigba caught that touchdown, Hembo started throwing up, and that was the end of that. All right, I have much more to say about them as we go. We're also going to talk about Superman and whether or not he really needs to wear his cape. Is Josh Allen actually better off being the best game manager in the NFL? We'll talk about it. Plus, Steel Pity in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin making more changes. Are the Steelers actually going to win another game? Could major changes be on the way in Pittsburgh? All that and more. It's a Tuesday. Get up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back on Get Up Again. Crazy finish in Seattle. Steve Rabel, Seattle Sports. Take it. JSN is wide to the far side. Drew looks, throws that way. Got JSN. He reaches up. Makes the catch. Touchdown. Seahawks. Holy catfish. What a throw by Drew Locke. Oh, my word.
An unbelievable finish. We've been talking about it all morning long. Eagles let it slip away. They've lost three straight. Yesterday, they allowed 17 points to Seattle in the second half. Mm. Over the last four games, they have the second-worst second-half scoring defense in the league. Much more on the implications for Philadelphia as this hour continues. Meanwhile, let's play a game of fact or fiction. Hey, Jeff, Saturday, if I said the Bills are the most dangerous team in the AFC, is that fact or fiction? That would be fiction. I'm not sure if anybody has seen the team in Baltimore, but there's a team called the Ravens who are a pretty good football team that I would say are the most dangerous team in the AFC at this point. Listen, they ran for 250 against the Jaguars, who we all thought would have a shot at the one seed. I know they've kind of stumbled around, but Baltimore has showed up uh, all season. Baltimore, Buffalo, most dangerous team in the AFC, Nick. Yeah, I think it's Baltimore. I think the dangerous and scary are, are those adjectives that we can use to mean different things. But you want to talk about the best team? I think it's definitely Baltimore. Obviously, Superman over there in Buffalo is pretty scary. You were with, but you were with the Ravens on Sunday night yeah. in Jacksonville. They look fantastic. I mean, the games they've lost, they've kind of given away a little bit in the fourth quarter. I still worry about them as a finisher, right? Like, can they yes. – but – uh, yeah, I, I think they're the, they're the best team right now. And I'm not sure the Bills are the most dangerous team in the AFC East because the Miami Ooh. Dolphins can score with anybody. And, and, I mean, you know, what they did to the Jets the other day without Tyreek Hill should not be oh. overlooked. What, once I, don't again, you, I don't know if you watched that game. Oh, believe me, I, I watched it. I mean, that's three hours of my life I will never get back. Uh, and we'll talk more about that <laughs> a little Rogers bit Aaron Rodgers won't get his three hours back either. No, I, I tell you what, they keep t- – well, you guys are sidetracking. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Just bait him. We'll get to that. Here I am once again kissing up to the Bills Mafia, and you guys won't let me make my point. All right, next stop, Uh, Neek, it's Pittsburgh. If someone says Mike Tomlin's seat should be hot, is that fact or fiction? I mean, I think it should be fiction. Maybe his seat is getting warm there. To me, Mike Tomlin is like a single dad who's working multiple jobs (laughs) to make Christmas work for you every year. And every year, all of a sudden, you got that Nintendo under the tree, and then one one year, he decides not to buy you a brand new Nintendo, and all the fans are like, but this is terrible. I've come to expect certain things from you, Dad. Let's get on the hot seat. I want a new dad. It's just absurd to me. It's absurd to me that he's been he's been overachieving yes. with this team. For years now, and the one year where he probably is achieving about what we expect from this uh, team, right, that's set up the way this team is, and now everyone's upset, like he's lost the locker room, it seems absurd to me. Fair. Let let me make a couple of points on the other side while making it clear to preface, I would not fire my, I do not believe Mike Tomlin should be fired or should be on a hot seat. However... There are players on that team who are not playing with the kind of effort that is usually expected from NFL players, namely two of their receivers, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, and it keeps happening and happening and happening, and nothing seems to stop it. B, that defense, which is the highest-paid defense in the entire NFL, it started the season out looking great, suddenly does not anymore. Here's a little bit of that lack of effort that we are seeing out there. And then thirdly, He's the one who brought in Matt Canada and designed an offense that looked like it would have been very comfortable in 1981 and has not made it better. So some of the criticism, I think he is a great coach. And if he was a free agent coach, I would be screaming, begging my team to wind up with him. But it does not mean there isn't some room for criticism. Criticism is allowed. I have no problem with you criticizing what has happened. But a man losing his job and being criticized are two different things. And I think all the things that you're asking to change, he made the Matt Canada change midseason. you got to go get a coordinator. Right, And you got to figure out if Pickett is your guy or he's not your guy. There's been some decisions made from the front office who have not put this team in. And then do you want to keep the guys that you have around that you're saying might be, you know, locker room issues or whatever that looks like. 
there's a lot of decisions to be made. If I had anybody to choose to make them, that's the dude you want to make them. So let that guy continue to, to, to try to put this thing back together. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair, right? Like I think if you sat Mike Tomlin down and said, do you feel like you did a good enough job this year? He'd probably tell you no. Right. And he could probably tell you exactly what he needs to fix and what he would do differently. you got to look big picture at, at the entire tenure and, and the leadership he's demonstrated That's and right. ask yourself, who would we rather have? And I just don't think there are very many answers to that question. Uh, oh, by the way, there's seven and seven, and the season is by no means over. So Man. a lot of these things are left to be played out. All right, let me do one more factor fiction. Graziano, this one's for you. If I said Brock Purdy is the MVP of the National Football League, is that fact or fiction? It's a fact, and you can definitely not look back on anything I said last Tuesday or the Tuesday before <laughs> no. that. Because this has changed week to week, but the fact of the matter is this man leads the league in touchdown passes, in QBR, in passer rating, in yards per attempt, and is second in yards. Like, there's, there's nothing working against his case here. He's the quarterback for the best team. Uh, you can maybe argue that there's somebody else on the team that might deserve it. But, I mean, but who's more responsible for, for who's responsible for more things than the quarterback? What he's done this year, any argument against him at least being seriously considered is you're saying that the coach is really good. Right. Yeah. I mean, when uh, Matt Ryan won, he had the same coach, offensive coordinator's yeah, offense, true. and he also you could say the talent around him is really good. When teams are really good, they have a lot of talent. You yes. think about when Mahomes won; he had two Hall of Famers on that roster with him catching passes so like it feels like we still are hanging on to our priors about him being Mr. Irrelevant if he was a first round pick doing this we'd be talking a lot differently about him yeah they're better at right now than they ever were with you know his yeah. predecessor right? right and I don't know that their defense is as, as rock solid as it's been throughout this run either and they're still dominating teams he, he deserves a lot of credit for I mean they're the most explosive offense in the NFL I think if, if you talk about what what quarterbacks that's because he's putting him in the, in the right and they're not afraid to go at it I will say this as well. You can tell everybody is bought in. Trent Williams was talking about he should be the MVP. He's passing on to you know Christian McCaffrey, whatever. But the way that these guys play for each other, whether it's mm-hmm. Debo Samuel, whether it's IU, whether it's George Kill, go watch film of these guys blocking for each other downfield. Go watch Purdy get back in the like these guys are playing for each other. There's a lot to be said that they are all in with him. Mm-hmm. And if a quarterback is gelling an offense the way he is, he's going to ultimately get this award. What, what what Jeff is referring to is that Purdy himself said he thinks Chris. Christian McCaffrey, his teammate, should win yes. the award. But we all know it's, it's a, a quarterback award. Made, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I actually would consider that, but I think we've all since given up on that. Bottom line is the NFC playoffs. Could that be renamed the, the San Francisco Invitation? Absolutely. I mean, this is as good a team as, as there can be at this point in the season. I mean, the Super Bowl trophy might be. <laughs> I mean, they, they've been playing really well. They've been playing historically good football for the yeah. last several weeks. And so we have to give them the respect they've they earned. They keep all their guys on the field, right? That's the three-game losing streak. They didn't have Debo Samuel. They didn't have Trent Williams. As long as they keep this group together healthy, yeah. it's hard to imagine someone let, beating Let me say this. I, 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 I got, like, everything got tight when I saw McCaffrey getting his knee tight. Like right? that, that, like I will say <laughs> that because when 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 Samuel wasn't playing and Williams weren't playing, they didn't look like near the team. So they are a, a top, le- you know, they, they are a heavy, you know, starter type team, right? They can't afford injuries. If everybody stays healthy, this is this is a team to be. Pretty yeah. tough to stop. That usually you take the field in, in one of those questions. Yeah, uh, this year, I think you take San Francisco. Meanwhile, coming up, Dallas was dismantled in Buffalo. Was that a bad game or a bad sign? Are the Cowboys' road woes going to cost them a chance at the Super Bowl? And, of course, if it's Tuesday, you know what that means. We're having for breakfast today. Oh, yeah. Pancakes are ready, Jeffrey. Yes. Yes.
Make it happen. It might be a La Crepe. Down the way. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Bottom of the hour. If you're just joining us, let me show you the wild finish last night in Seattle. Jalen Hurts not feeling well, but he played. Drew Locke, meanwhile, starting in place of Geno Smith. This was the ball game here. Seattle took over down four points on their own eight-yard line in the final two minutes. But how about that throw there, Jeff? Third and ten. Mike Dropped covered. it in the – and look at the catch to yeah. secure the ball by Metcalf. Unbelievable play. And that would lead to this, what proves to be the game winner. Yeah, it's another perfect ball from Locke. He threw two incredible passes on mm. this drive. They're almost indefensible. Bradbury's in a tough spot there, trying to make it a tough throw. Great catch in the rain. Mina Kimes lost her mind. <laughs> lost her mind. She loses her mind through the course of all Seattle Seahawks games. From start to finish. Well, and the Eagles fans lost their mind, too. They make the defensive coordinator switch this week, and then they give up a 92-yard game-winning drive. Yep. Here were the Eagles with their last gasp at the end. What you just saw there was Jalen Hurts' 17th turnover of the season which is tied for the most in the National Football League. And so when it's all said and done, the Eagles lose their third straight game. And for the moment, they fall behind the Cowboys in the NFC East standings. Don't let that fool you, though, because the way things play out, if the Eagles should win out, they will almost definitely win the division. This is going to go down to some very deep tiebreakers that haven't been 100% decided yet. But for all intents and purposes, it is the Eagles, not the Cowboys, who continue to control their destiny in the NFC East. That said, I want to make a point that is going to make most football fans hysterically upset, oh. but I think it is worth saying aloud. Bill Parcells once said, you are what your record says you are. And the truth is, with all due respect to Bill, who I love, that's not really the case. Mm. Point differential through most of a season is actually a better indicator of how good a football team is than their one loss record. That may sound crazy, but it is true. Right now, the Eagles' point differential is plus 18, okay? That is in the same neighborhood as the Minnesota Vikings, who are 7-7. Seven and seven. Look at the really good teams in the NFL. The Niners, the Ravens, the Cowboys. Look at those point differentials. The Buffalo Bills have a point differential infinitely better than the Eagles, and that's why... I have been riding their bandwagon for the last few weeks because sometimes games they turn on a bounce here and a bad call there. But at the end of the day, how good you are usually shows up in this statistic. So the bottom line of it is the Eagles have been playing with fire all year long. They haven't really been that good all year long. And now it is starting to turn on them. This happens to some team every year is that we carry in some of our prior beliefs from what they did last season, some goodwill, and we're like, hey, but don't worry, they're still the Eagles, and then we watch what happens, and at some point we have to accept the same thing happened, I think, for the Chiefs this year. So, yeah, they're still the Chiefs. They'll be all right, but sooner or later we have to accept, and I think point differential, sometimes we get confused. I think when we're talking to people, they think point differential is like a measure of, I guess it's a measure of how close your games are, but it's also, to your point, it's a measure of how good your team is. Over the course of an entire season, 
you will have a big point differential if you're a good team and a small one if you're a mediocre or bad team. And that's what's happening for them. I think they're just – we just have to accept that they're not what we thought they were. Yeah, I mean, look, the, their record is an indicator of, like, oh, it's okay, they're still the Eagles. Yeah. And, and the validity of that, right? right. They, they, they do have a, a, a champion's – you know, mentality and ability to win a close game and, 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 and big-time players they can rely on in the clutch. But over the course of a season, which is longer than, than people want to give it credit for, it does start to show up, right? And so, yeah, that point differential is a predictive stat. And I, what it's been telling us about the Eagles all year, Greeny, I think this is the point you're making, right, is at some point this is going to come back on them and they're going to start losing some of these games that they've been winning that are very close. Jeff doesn't like it. Yeah. I can sell yeah. I can He does not I like do not. this. I, I understand your point, and I agree to, to a certain level. This team has still beaten some really good teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not a team that has, has got an 18-point point differential and has played a cakewalk, right? They're playing the number one schedule. They beat, the, like, they beat some really good football teams. That matters because at the end of the day, when you hit the playoffs, I don't care that the Cowboys have beat whatever. If they can't win on the road, they can't, there's a lot of different variables. So I would say I understand it, but I'm right. not all on board with your, with your thoughts. Here's the point that I will make. I'm not suggesting the Eagles aren't a good team. And, yes, it does say something about a team that they can win close games, which is the point you just made. Against good teams. But what I am saying is – Everything that went their way last year has gone the other way. They were remarkably healthy last year. They were remarkably stable. They lost both their coordinators. They've had injuries. The defense has turned over completely. The quarterback never turned the ball over last year. Suddenly, he shares the league lead in turnovers. Those things have started to turn against them. It is very hard. Look, go back and find me all the teams that went to the Super Bowl one year and then came back and made it the following year after losing. There's not too many who have done it. It has turned on them. Now they have a short week. They have to beat the Giants. It's both games, or they're going to wind up a wild card. Yeah, and I, I think that, to Graz's point, them winning those close games is a credit to how good that team is. Them being in those close games right. is evidence of the fact that they're not that much better than everyone else yeah. like they were last year. And I think yeah. when you talk about a championship contender, yeah, they're a championship contender, but they're going to have to go on a run where they win close game after close game after road game after close game. It can be done. They have the championship medal to do it, but it's a lot less likely than when we were looking at what they were doing. Last year. All right, so I mentioned that right now, despite the fact that as we speak, they are in second place in their division, they still do control their destiny above the Cowboys after the D in Dallas stood for disappointment Sunday in their blowout loss in Buffalo. And while they did everything they could on the defensive side to shut down Josh Allen, someone forgot to account for James Cook, who had 221 scrimmage yards on the day. That's 26 more than the entire Dallas offense put up combined. Part of the reason they couldn't move the ball, Dallas 6 of 15 on third and fourth downs. Dak Prescott specifically was two of eight with an interception on third and fourth downs. Worst game for that regard of his season. And so the Cowboys continue to lose away from home. They're 7-0 at home. They're 3-4 on the road. They score 18 fewer points per game. By the way, two of their final three games are on the road with away playoff games very likely losing. Here's the first thing I want to bring up. And I tried to get to this yesterday, Nick. You were here with us. And I don't feel like I did. Everyone is making a very big deal about the home road thing. Our coordinating producer, the legendary Fink. Stick that in your pipe, Fink. <laughs> you go, greedy, greedy. They can't win away from – listen, that game Sunday, you tell me if I'm wrong. They could have played that game on Jupiter. When, you, when the other team is running it down your yeah. throat and you can't stop it, they're not changing formation. They're not changing personnel. They say, we're just going to keep handing 
handing it to James Cook until you stop it and you can't stop it. I don't care where that game is being played. Was that about where was that about home road or was that about the Cowboys when you punch them in the face? They are susceptible to not getting back up. No, I, I think your point is well made for this game in particular because they did get run right when your quarterback doesn't have to throw the ball. But what 13 times or whatever, 11, times, seven completions. Seven, yeah, I mean, it's a joke, right? So they got physically dominated. But I will say the road and home game does matter, especially for an offense this way. And I played an offense just like this. When you are on the road, communication matters. And making sure everybody sees things exactly the same matters. So when they got into a situation where they're playing from behind, it becomes much more difficult for their offense. And they had misses, right, that they haven't had. The miss to Cooks, right, the missed block, uh, block punt that would turn into a pin. Like they had some issues that got them behind, but this is not a team that's going to do well playing from behind anyway. But the style of game for them was, was, was well, one they can't overcome. The point about the style of offense is, is check with me. Like you come exactly. up to the line with multiple um, plays and you have to communicate to the team in a noisy stadium which play we're going to run. So the point that it could go differently somewhere else is they won't fall behind by so much. They won't have those three and outs. That's the argument. If, they, if they're on the road or they're at home, okay, they get run on. They go down and score a touchdown. That's all right. Dak's going to score you one. That's right. All right, they go down and score another touchdown. That's all right. We can check with me. I can get us in the right play. Dak's going to score you another one. When you're on the road, they go down and score on you, and you can't score nearly as quickly. I think that's the argument for it. They need to figure out an answer for it because the offense on the road is a problem. They can't yeah. do anything about the fact that they just get overpowered. Like, you can't suddenly get yeah, You can't stop people. that. You can't. You're going to have to load the box and put the corners and <laughs> Bring everybody. Yeah, bring bring, bring all 11. Yeah, even with them, uh, with eight-man fronts, they were, I think they had a success rate running the ball against eight-man fronts of 50%. That's that ain't good. Okay. You're supposed to have a 3% success rate when we put eight in the box. Hank is not being there is a huge loss yeah. for them. Yes. Yeah. A significant injury. Jonathan Hank is a key part of their run defense missing in that game. Now, I'm not sure that that means James Cook should have 175 <laughs> no, yards. Right, right. But, I mean, that is a weakness of theirs and has been for, you know, the last couple of years. They know that they need to shore it up. Look, what are they? they're in Miami this week. It's another another opportunity to shut everybody up, right? Like, but what do they do? Do they make changes on offense this week to help compensate for what you're talking about? Can no. they even? It's, it's too based on the pre-snap stuff yeah. and all that. Like, I'll just tell you. I used this example this morning. We were talking about when we played the Ravens on the road in Baltimore. We ran a different style offense yeah. than we did at home because we knew we we're going to get the same blitzes, but the communication of how you're going to go attack that blitz totally changed. So, Dak, when you go on the road, you have to play better with this type of offense. I'm raising my hand. Can I ask a question? Yeah. We're talking a lot about the Cowboys' offense. When the other team runs the ball for 200 yeah. yards, yeah. does it make a damn bit of difference what no. your offense does? I mean, that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. They got bludgeoned in this game. I don't care if they can't communicate on yeah. offense. Their defense got shoved up and down the field. Yeah. And if that's going to continue to – or if that's going to happen against the teams that can do that – then you have no chance in the playoffs. I don't care where – that game could have yeah. been played in Dallas and they were going to lose I'll, exactly I'll, the I'll same way. I'll say this about the defense, is that when you the, – the disappointing sign to me was there was no significant change on defense. When you're getting bludgeoned like that, right, a lot of times defenses have run blitzes in where they're going to slant guys, they're going to move guys. There wasn't a whole lot of that going on. And I will tell you, when you go watch that film – the angles that the Buffalo Bills had on them, and that's what football is all about. I'm letting you know, were massive holes before the ball was snapped. So because it's it's convenient and it's much easier to get that part. But well, wait a minute, hold on a second. I'm just look, I'm looking at who is the defensive coordinator. Oh, Dan, it's Dan Quinn.
win. Yeah. He's a genius. Yeah. What, what happened just, there? It wasn't their day. It wasn't their day. They it wasn't got, whose it, day? It wasn't the Cowboys' defense. It wasn't Quinn's day. They played poorly on that side of the ball, and it showed. Like, I know Dan Quinn watches this show, but he didn't watch Friday because he would have heard Lewis Riddick talking about James oh, Cook. Oh, all morning. The key to the whole thing. He was and right. They had, had no idea Cook even played for the team. To, to clarify the point that Jeff is making, we talk about this for quarterbacks often, how the defense will change the picture, and it makes it hard. The defensive front can change the picture for the offensive Absolutely. linemen also. And so they have a certain type of blocking scheme. If you line up and we block you this way and it doesn't work, line up a different way that's so right. they get a different look and so that they don't have all the same angles. And that's his point. They had a couple fronts that they were trying, but they didn't have anything else after that. And we saw that Orlowski showed us that they were trying to flip linebackers. Hop they they yeah. were trying to – no, they were trying to – they were hopping the back and flipping yeah. the linebackers to try to catch up to what the um, Bills were doing. And, and, and by the way – any answers. And, and by the way, the linebacker weighs about – yeah. 185 they, Like that's I, not, I, I was good. watching the tape, and I wanted to be able to say, like, they just weren't playing hard. They weren't locked in. No. They were trying. Yeah, they were. They were just getting pushed, and they're a smaller, pass-rushing-oriented right. team, and this is just going to happen. This is just that they have a way to win. They need to win that way. They can't win this. And we got the same thing we said about the Eagles, right? Like, the, like the Bills needed the game. Like, they're, like, the Bills are the home team. They're a better team probably than their record indicates, and they were desperate, and they were ready for it. So let's see. Is there carryover for Dallas? And do they play better in Miami this week? I got that, one more thing for Greeny because you, 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 you're going to get me upset right here. <laughs> yeah, I'll right. let you know. But I will say this. I remember a Colts team that got run for like 300 yards against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We ended up hoisting the trophy, right? Oh, hoisting right. that away. You we can find this team. Don't, don't write the team off because they have a really bad day. And they had a really bad day. But you can't you know, wipe out the entire season and the ability for them to score because they can do it with, with, with as, as good a team in the NFL. I'm with you. No, but to, to, I, I think – I'm actually saying that, which yeah. is this has nothing to do with where they're playing. Fink, once again, stick it in your pipe, Fink. Fink <laughs> is making this about, oh, Greeny, they can't win on the road. Yeah. To me, it's not about home and road. It's about can their defense stand up yeah. against yeah. a physical offense, and if they can't, then I don't think it matters what stadium they're playing in. Stick that in your pipe, Fink. Fink. Uh, all right. A lot of pipes for Fink this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fink is on the pipe. Uh, bowl season <laughs> marches on tonight in Texas. Uh. UTSA squaring off against Marshall in the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl, 9 Eastern on ESPN, on Deportes, on ESPN Plus, and the ESPN app. Coming up, the chief concern for Patrick Mahomes. The one way to fix the defending champs right now before it is too late. We'll tell you what that is. And as promised, the pancakes are on the way. Jeffrey, do we have a crepe this morning? We got a little crepe. This is going to be a little abnormal. I'm going to show you guys this. this no! Is, look at this. Hey, Graz, come here. Come here. No, no, here. here. No, Let me just. Like, so this yeah. is me and Graz, right? Yeah. Like right here. This guy right here. Yeah. 6'3", 211 pounds. That's not me. This monster right here, I, 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 Goliath, I'm not sure. I have no, but this right here is, I mean, what, what can you do? Football. High school football this in Texas. Is like me getting off the elevator in the morning and Canty is getting on. Yes. That's what this would yes. look like. Six, is it six, yeah. eight, three, sixty? The best part, Look at no. that. The best part, it's his eyes. He's, he's, he's not even there. Take him over there. this little dude around. God love him. Whoever's parents this is, thank, hey, thank you for battling. Thank you for battling, Levin. Appreciate you. Fight. <laughs> 
We are back on Get Up, and it is time for Overreaction Tuesday with an overly caffeinated Dan Graziano. Dan, if I said Russell Wilson is not going to be the Broncos' starting quarterback next year, is that an overreaction? It's not an overreaction. I think contractually it still probably would be the favorite to, to be the quarterback next year, but there are ways around it if Sean Payton decides he wants to go in a different direction. He's fixed Russell Wilson to some extent this year and got him to the point where he's managing games and not killing him with mistakes, but he's also not playing at like a ludicrous high level to where you wouldn't want to necessarily think about replacing. How about this one? The Rams, their quarterback is playing well. Yeah. If I said they're the most dangerous 7-7 seven and seven NFC team, is that an overreaction? No, I don't think so. I mean, it might be you know faint praise, but I think it's, it's worth pointing out. The Rams have played <laughs> as well as anybody over the last month. They're only lost in their last four games is that overtime loss uh, in Baltimore, and obviously no shame in that. The offense is functioning at a high level. They have key players at quarterback and D-tackle and wide receivers that won the Super Bowl less than two years ago. You going to want to play them? The world has sort of written them off, but you're right, they're still there. And then speaking of teams that have won the Super Bowl, if I said the Chiefs have had their share of problems, but at wide receiver, is it an overreaction to say they have found one they can trust in Rasheed Rice? It's an overreaction because of that word trust, right? Like, he had a big game, but he also had a key penalty, and he also, like, lost a ball. Well, it wasn't reviewed, but it would have been a fumble if, if uh, the Patriots had reviewed it. Uh, but, no, look, I, I think he's, he's a good player, an ascending player, a rookie wide receiver that they feel good about relative to the other wide receivers on their roster. I don't know if they're all the way to trust with any of these guys. Well, speaking of damning with faint praise, yeah. uh, compared to the other wide receivers on he their roster. He knows where the line of scrimmage is. Uh, look, I mean. It's, the, like, the, it's, like, it's like my high school education. You grade with a curve. You got to grade with a curve, guys. Yeah. Like, like, like yeah. I feel like you just straight like Sometimes, I mean, sometimes the, the 70 is an A. Curve you know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes the 70 is an A. The bottom line <laughs> of it is this. Look, look I, I feel like there's a couple of questions that, that apply here when it comes to the Chiefs. One of them, and Danny uh, Orlowski brought it up yesterday, like, can they continue to put Kadarius Tony on the field? At, at some point, doesn't a message have to be sent regardless yeah. of the consequence? No, message definitely needs to be sent. I mean, you, you can't continually cost your football team irrespective of wins and losses, and he has he has continued to show that. And so at some point, whether you go with you know, Watson, Kelsey, you figure it out. Edwards, a layer going in when, when Pacheco gets back. However you have to figure this thing out, at some point, you have to say, if you're not meeting the standard, what you're going to be watching from the sideline. I mean, that, that play right there that we are seeing here, coming the week after what happened with the offsides penalty, that leads to an interception. Look at the reaction from Patrick there, Dominique. He, he's not even trying to pretend it's okay A lot anymore. of work there. I mean, that's, so, so you tell officials. me. The sad part is I think he is trying. Like, he's been trying. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, he's just up. Like, we can't forget that the season started yeah. with a play yeah. that looked a lot like yep. that that cost them the game against the Lions. And so they need to be concerned about Patrick's mental health more than anything else to stress this man out. Here, here's, your, here's your concern. Quarterbacks, when that continues to happen, they will go away from that guy. And right. I'm just telling you, right. you saw the frustration that he had yelling at his coach. There were a lot of choice words right there. So you, even you, by you having him on the field, the teams you're playing, no, you ain't going to him. It, it makes it much easier for defenses to script for you. Problem is, where are you going to go? They put Sky Moore on injured reserve. Yeah. Uh, Valdez Scanling has been dropping the ball too, right? R- Rice is a rookie, and if they start leaning on him, teams are going to catch on to that. So, and Kelsey dropped a uh, touchdown pass the other day. They got all kinds of problems. Well, you're not going to bench Kelsey. Well, of course not. But my point is, like, if you're not going to throw it to him, who are you going to throw it to? Here's the question, because the unfortunate reality is that as brilliant a career as he has had and as terrific a player as he still is, Travis Kelsey is getting a little older. He's not exactly what he was two years ago sure. either. Do they have answers in the building that get them back to the Super Bowl? 
Super Bowl very quickly, yay or nay? Mm, I don't think so. Nay. Nay. They're not going back. Ah, no. This team is so. not going back. Which Are you heard it Mahomes. right there? Never betting against that coach and quarterback. Man. All right. Who else is nay. hungry? Never. Let's serve them up hot. Time Let's for pancakes. This. Let's go. Pancakes is one of our favorite things. So let me show you how we're going to get this thing right. started. Yeah. Oh, we're back, baby. Bam, bam, bam. Got That's how we start this off. Let's go. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. We are back! Can we do one more pick? All right, everybody oh, needs a little yeah. pick me up. Here we go. It is time for pancakes. Let's do it. Hey, we had some little men who were full participants this past week. And I'm going to start it off in San Fran. We talk about how they play. Hey, Jawan Jennings, I want you to watch this dig out block right here. Bam! Put the dude <laughs> on his back. Let me tell you how hard that block is. By the way, y'all, that's at the point of attack. So they all knew when they designed that play, go get in there, make that play. Don't give me no is rules. It, is it legal? It, no, get your head in front. Is there a get flag? your head in front. Do y'all see a flag? I don't. That's one. Put them down. Hey, Jennings has a lot of knockdowns, y'all. Go back and watch this dude's tape. He has an absolute ball. In the back hey, you know what else? Flip it over on the other side. DeMarcada, hey. Oh. One you ain't getting no free release, little Ooh. man. You ain't getting no free release. I'm going to put a running back out there. Let me tell you what the tackle does right there. Hey, appreciate you, my man. <laughs> put my hand on him, hold him down. That's the best block in football right there, 70. That is what I'm wow. talking about. That is chin music coming from the side. I love the design. Get some. You only felt them. Receive it for two pancakes. Receive Hey, it's unbelievable. you got to do it against rushers. That's Ooh. what happens. And finish this thing off. Deion Dawkins, look at this right here. Taking Clark. No. 10, 15, 20. Oh, my word. The body splash. Was that King Kong Bundy? The body splash. And look at the athleticism as he rolls through, driving this dude down. Let me tell you something. Do oh. a favor. Go to Deion Dawkins on Twitter and look at the picture. The man is scared of shirts. He will not wear one. He put body on body on body. That's three because Clark received it three times. When he rolls over him, oh. like what, 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 tell me about the conversation that's going on in that what, moment. What's he saying to him? There's no conversation. I'm trying to regain consciousness. <laughs> then I'm going to get up and try to fight him. And I'm talking about D-Lyman. You better get him off again. He's saying, stop. Stop it. Stop it. Let me go. Let me go. No, 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 no. Come on. Oh, no. Put it on him. Oh, don't kill nasty. me. That oh. is nasty. Oh. That's a thing of beauty, y'all. If oh. there's anything pretty in football, that's it right oh. there. Yeah, that he, is so pretty. He takes the mantle from DeVito. He's the Jersey player of the week. Oh, so Deion Dawkins. Oh, so so Clark had no shot. All right, the pancakes have been served. Coming up, Ooh. the truth oh. has been served oh. in Philadelphia, oh. and it hurts. Oh. Jalen Hurts questioning his team's commitment. Can the Philly Eagles get this thing fixed in time to save their season? That's next. Ooh. Oh, we got, we got oh. the juggle. Oh. We got oh. the juggle. Oh, oh, oh. No, there we not, go. Oh, I mean, there I got we one. go. I'm going to get one. There we go. Oh, oh, oh behind the back. <laughs> Too many on his side. Grosley.